Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 21, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is particularly disappointed at the criticism hurled his way as one of the key members of setting up the Gold Coast Suns. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Michael, you, you try and do your best and all people do is just... They just slam you from pillar to post. I've, I've copped it all this week. The Gold Coast Suns, they're going to miss the finals yet again in their, in their short history. And everyone, everyone just says, they've gone them this week. You know, Tom Lynch said he's going to walk out, and all of a sudden the, the club's a rabble. There's a lot of finger-pointing, a lot of finger-pointing going on. And you were one of the key people. In the, at the initiation of, of, the, of the club, you were one of the key people. Don't forget that. Every one of my uh, decisions, they went with wholeheartedly, and I stand by it. Like... <laughs> I said, nothing will come. Uh, nothing bad will come of uh, Carmichael Hunt going to that club. Uh huh. You were key, getting I, him, to, getting him to the same. I said he will set standards that you will not believe, both on the field, and let me tell you about he's off the field. <laughs> when those boys go on a golfing trip, they are gonna. Fly around that course. <laughs> you're gonna have a great time. I mean, you know, your tea time, you know, might be like noon, but you're uh, you're in the bar by one, and that's very rare for eighteen holes. Exactly, and you know what? You know what you're saving on when you hang out with Carmichael Hunt. You're saving on uh, catering because everyone's appetite is suppressed, so they don't <laughs> need to, they don't need to hang out with him. Uh, the, you know, they don't need to they don't need to pay money for food and. You know what? I, I just think that also it's good for young kids to see the um, how the law works. Because, you know, these guys, they probably didn't do a lot of legal studies. No. So they would have been out there kicking the footy. And they're going, I don't need legal studies. But once you get to the footy club and then they see Carmichael go down to have a chat at the local Gold Coast uh, police station. Uh-huh. And then when he comes back to the club and they're like, oh, and then what happened? He's like, well, then they said I can call my lawyer. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. And how long were you in there for? He's like, oh, four hours they talked to me. I mean, you can uh, find it. I've got, I've got a stat deck over here if you want to <laughs> read more into it. Yeah. And they're like, did you, did you have to give names? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. But I just threw everyone I knew under the bus because <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. And that's the kind of uh, standard I wanted him to set down the club is that you only look after yourself. But you had other great ideas. Like, don't sell yourself short. You had great ideas. My idea of giving a rookie coach a go. I didn't want someone who'd been around the block, mm-hmm. uh, talked in circles. Yeah, had won flags, who knew what he was doing there. You know what? They always get a go, don't they? You know, like Kevin Cheedy, they send him up to GWS. Look where G- GWS are now, you know? They're, they're struggling for a top four. They can't even lock in a top four position yet. Whereas the Gold Coast, they know exactly that they are going to end 17th. That is a team that knows where it's at. And that came through Guy McKenna. And then some uh, premium fitness people that you hired up. Well, I hired... See, people say 
that you need, you know, the the best. I mean, you, all right, you compare it. This is the way I saw it, okay? You've seen Rocky Four. Oh, yeah, Drago. Oh, dude, coming back in Creed 2, fucking Drago's son, the greatest film of all time. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the trailer. It's already the greatest film of all time. I can go on feel like <laughs> feel like this got sidetracked in a way that I wasn't expecting. Uh, but <laughs> Drago was created in a laboratory, yeah. right? Yeah, he's not a machine. He's a man. He had all the money in the world thrown his way, and they created uh, one of the best boxers ever seen. And how did Rocky go about it? He went back. He went to rural Russia. He was out running the KGB in the snow. Absolutely. Right? And then on Christmas Day, he took down Drago, and he turned the Russian crowd that were pro-Drago into pro-Rocky. And then he said, if I can change, you can change. We all can change. Anyway, again, again, about your feel, time like, the <laughs> feel like this has been sidetracked into your love of Rocky films, but I said we don't need all the facilities that every other club has and all the access has and their their high altitude and their yeah. and their low gravity treadmills and their and their weights yeah. and their and Fancy their non stuff yeah and their non rat infested gyms. Fuck yeah. that! Aircon. I bought I. <laughs> aircon. What? What do you need that for? You in a gym, mate? Yeah, in the Goldie. What do you need aircon in summer for? Who cares if a 160-kilogram bench press is slipping out of your hands? Uh-huh. You know. You know to hang on to that if your chest cavity is about to be crushed and people can't lift it off you because their hands are slipping off. Plus, I want to know, I bought over 200 rats to put into that gym because I had them, like Rocky, the original one, where he's running around trying to catch a chicken. I had them running around the gym trying to catch rats. Well, also in Creed, like he... he... Um, got the, got the other thing, the, the other thing that I I wanted to do was uh, every other team. What do they have? Flat, even, nice training surfaces. Yeah. I said, ridiculous. Uh huh. I wanted an uneven ground. Yeah, and talk about I that. Got the it. training ground was like ridiculous. They even said that Guy McKenna broke an ankle running around the uneven ground. That's because he's no good. You know what? Okay, what do they do before... You know when they, they uh, have that little net thing that they throw the footballs into mm-hmm. and it bounces back at a weird angle, and what does that do? Heightens your reflexes. Boom, boom, I've got it, I've got it. It's gone left, it's gone right. You know, you catch it. That's what happens. If you're running around on an uneven ground, you bounce a ball, you've got no idea where it's going to go. You might be chasing an opponent, you don't know where he's going to go. He might just crumple in a heap in front of you, he might keep running. It's that kind of thing that would have I expected to take Gold Coast to the next level. And then how about the next time, like a few years into the gig, and they got mm. rid of Guy McKenna, and then you brought in Rocket Eve. I imagine by the fact that you know, you know personally how great he is loved by young players. Well, just the rapport that you hear from any player that's ever played under Rocket Eve. All they talk <laughs> about is what a great bloke he is, how they want to hang out to him. He was almost like a father figure to yeah. so many players. Yeah, an and abusive I thought, father figure, but a father figure yeah, all the yeah. same. To an 18-year-old, what better way than to be yelled, just abused in a way that they've never seen before. Yeah, sure, sure. By an old man they have no respect for and no idea who the fuck (laughs) he is. It's like, wow, wow, I love watching you play uh, 10 years before I was born. Yeah, ahead of my time, again, I got the weapon and Stephen Dank to the club. That was pretty good. And then what, are they, what happens? They they get let go, they go to Essendon, and they go on to bigger and better things, as far as I know. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked into it, but I'm pretty sure it was a ridiculous sacking to get rid of those two. You've got a man who knows rodeos, and uh-huh. what's a rodeo like? You're hanging on to the bull. You don't want to let go. That's what I want to see in my tacklers. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Stephen Dank, 
He's he's a smart man. And I said to Gary Ablett, mate, come up. We'll pay you a shitload. If you want to fuck off, you do it when you need to. Yeah, for sure. Because you were big on player retention, weren't you? You said to, said to Jager, you are like, mate, do your time. Then fuck yeah. off. Uh, uh, Dion Prestia, when we drafted him, I said, mate, it'll be three, four years. You can go. Josh Caddy, I said, mate, go to Geelong and then go to Richmond. Mm-hmm. I'll get you out of here that way. I said, Tom Lynch. Mate, don't worry. They'll, they'll pretend to, to want you. Stephen May, he's going to go. I already know that. That's in his contract. <laughs> They're just fucking around. So I, I don't like these accusations coming back at me. I did my goddamn best setting that club up, and I'm, I'm sick to death of people getting stuck into me, Michael. It hurts. It hurts no, deep no, down. No, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I'm sure no. it does. I'm sure it does, yeah. mate. I'm sure it does. Hey, uh, should we check in just quickly? I'm just looking at the AFL website. Should we check in on the um, Blues and Frio score at the minute? We are recording this uh, about... Third, early in the third term of the Blues and Frio game over in Frio. Hey, Blues are ahead, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. We won the first quarter. Hey, da, 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 da. You know what? If you win, though, you get off the bottom. No, we don't. No, you do. With uh, percentage, no. like you're 0.4% uh, ahead of the Gold Coast. So if you get... No, if you no, win, no, no. Oh, you're that's a live the, ladder. You're looking at a live ladder. You oh, fool. shit, I'm, the fucking live I'm, ladder. I've done it again. <laughs> I'm done by a live ladder. This is embarrassing. Live so, sorry, junk timers, that you had to hear that in real time. That's Michael. Oh, shit. I feel like an amateur. Look at the fucking live ladder. This is how it happens, dude. You know, you're just sitting there. You're chatting. You couldn't... You're having a good time. A... You're thinking you're talking amongst mates. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the fucking live ladder shows its fucking face. Yeah. Imagine you're at the pub. You're arguing. You go, no, Carlton's going to be 17. Yeah, Carlton will win the flag. Guaranteed. They're about to jump 12 places. It's the yes. fucking live ladder. So the Blues, mate, we are, uh, we're up and about. So, uh, yeah, we won the first quarter. We went in at uh, halftime, I think, 14 points up, and now we're only seven points up five minutes into the last quarter. Hey, before we do that, we've got some big announcements. Oh, dude, uh, well, where, we, where do we begin? Do we begin with our uh, brand-new stubby holders? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, we've, got, we've got two stubby holders on offer, and I've got to say, I reckon they're my favourites. The best yet. I haven't, I haven't seen them in the flesh. Haven't touched them. Haven't put the old, put a little can of cider in them yet. But I think that yeah. could be the best going around. So we've got at the moment. We've got. I'm doing very well, which I'm I doing imagine very well, which I imagine will do very well. <laughs> and then I think my new personal favourite is uh, is beer without notice. Yeah, stubby holder with the words beer without notice on them. So that way, if people go, are you drinking again? Oh, sorry. It's beer without notice. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to have this. You can't just. You beer without notice me. <laughs> so if anyone comes over, just pop one of those into their hands, and no one can argue about it. So they are available at uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. Uh, you can get those on the website. We have had a few orders come in on the weekend. I put it up on Friday on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Thank you to those who have ordered them. I haven't had a chance to pack those orders yet. I've got to get to the post office, so that will be there hopefully later in the week. So appreciate those, and we'll get them out as soon as we can. We're working overtime here at Junk Time Headquarters at Wayne Jackson Studios. And we haven't talked about it for a while, Adam, but the, uh, the, the Australia Post fee. Unfortunately, the freight fee... Is quite large. Yeah, it's eight bucks. There's nothing we can do about that. That's the cheapest yeah. we can get them for. Um, mm. And that is at the maximum we can get two in those. So if you want a third, uh, it can be done, but it, need, it just needs to go into another pack. So if you buy three, you may as well get it up to four. But when you order it on the website, if, if I see a bit of a like an issue and I can help you out, I will email you back and help out. Because, you know, 
We're friends of the junk timers. We want to take care of you. We're not. We're not screwing you over. We're not. We're not fucking making some sweet. We're not doing very well out of this. That's a one. That's a one time we don't do very well. No, it's unfortunate. It's one of the quirks of Australia Post that we kind of need to pay a bunch of cash to actually just send stuff, um, which is weird because I yeah. would have thought the mail delivery would be going really well these days. Um, but as we've said in the past, Adam, as we've said mm. in the past, if you you know see the postie, come along, put the little <laughs> put the little stubby holders in the uh, in the mailbox, and uh, yeah, yeah. want to maybe give me. Give them a quick little jumper punch. And oh, they can be no, on their I, way. no, no, no. Andrew Gaff, that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> let him know. You let him know that that's not, it's not acceptable. Because in a time when email has cut down everything they do so mm. much, mm. you think that they would come to the party. I mm. mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff being sent via Amazon, all that kind of bullshit. But, you know, a little bit back to the, back to the, the, the grassroots, right down to the boot stutter. They should be helping us out. And also, let's not forget about our live show during the bye week Sunday at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com. We're going to be uh, heading in, joined by uh, Western Bulldogs legend Bob Murphy and also comedian Andy Lee and also maybe a couple other cheeky little guests might be joining us. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, Sunday the 2nd of September, 4 p.m. Get your tickets. They're selling very well. I have emailed the other Premiership star that we're hoping to get on the show. I'm waiting to hear back. So we, I want to announce it. Michael won't let me just no. in case he just in case it falls over. But we we are trying very hard for someone who will be a very exciting guest if we get him. Trust us, junk timers. What what could go wrong? When have we ever let you down? Exactly. <laughs> and also, day after my birthday, so uh, any gifts would be very handy. Yeah. What did you make of the Andrew Gaff uh, snapperoonie? Man, it was pretty full on, wasn't it? Pretty full on, mm. and I mm. think I think the the football world. I thought we handled it very well, measured, uh, no hysteria. They well, just went, a, you know what? Let's let the tribunal deal with this. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I do I do buy that he was trying to not punch him in the jaw. Like, I think he talked about punching him in the, in the chest. I do kind of buy that. I tell you what, though, you missed by a fucking lot. I did miss. Like, I kind of go like, wow, I wonder what I'd be like in a fight. I'm like. I don't know if I go like I'm going to punch you in the face and then get them in the hand, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, eight weeks. I think that's perfectly fair. And I yeah, anyone who does that obviously needs to be um, uh, booted out for a while. Can I just say that I cannot think of a worse injury than a broken jaw. Like just the idea that because do they wire it shut anymore? I don't think they do. do well, they, they talked about him having to drink fluids. I think for a month. Yes, or won't yeah, be able to have solids for a month. I mean, I'm I'm particularly big about you know facial stuff by the fact that you know my face is my money maker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> You've always said that. Um, but yeah, I think they they say I I just think the weight will lose over the next few weeks. Well, I guess I mean it is the end of the season. He um, he's going to have a ripping summer bod for this. Like you know, he probably needed to drop a few kilos. Beats will be ready. Yeah, he was getting a little porky. I didn't want to say it beforehand, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. you know, this this Andrew Gaff has done him a favour, if anything else. But just the idea that, yeah, what does your what does your mouth guard do? Like, does that just mean they all move at the one time when they well, get smacked? I, I get the feeling like they like keep it in by the fact that your teeth are about to fall out. So he obviously, you know, your bottom teeth they're they're at the at the mercy of of, of the puncher, but mm. but your top ones, you expect them to kind of be saved by. The mouth guard, but it just seems like the mouth guard moves them all. Yeah, I'm kind of poking my teeth now. I kind of work out like which ones are stronger and weaker than the other. You know, now you're mate, poking your teeth, <laughs> mate. Any time you want me to test your teeth out, <laughs> like you don't even have to be facing me. I will happily 
happily snap you from behind. They're a bit like stalactites and stalagmites. So like you feel like the top ones are kind of easier to get uh, get knocked out, and the bottom ones are stronger for some reason. Okay, I uh, put a cave analogy that into that. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's good. What did you make of uh, when Andrew Gaff came, flew to Melbourne for the tribunal hearing, and he gets an escort away? Oh, was it like the AFP the or something? Yeah. So that's... they had police. They had police roaming like the front of the airport. It's what the fuck? What the fuck is anyone going to do to Andrew Gaff? <laughs> and also, Melbourne supporter. Really, is the Melbourne supporter going to run and be like, "Take that, you damn fool"? <laughs> or were they going to be? Were they like the three Frio supporters? Did, were they going to rally? At Melbourne Airport, go oh, fucking Andrew Gaffle, get him. What is about we'll the Eagles and fucking weird backdoor entrances to the airport? So they had like Nick Nat a few weeks ago, and then we got Andrew yeah. Gaff. And also, yeah, get, get that, that that sweet ride to the uh, to down to Docklands. It's like catch the Sky Bus, like it will take you to the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't understand how that came about. Like. Mm. Surely they weren't afraid for his safety. No, I, I don't think they were afraid for the safety. I think it's more a media thing, like going through uh, the, the media run. But at the same time, it's a bit weird, and it's a bit weird. And how many other people do you think get that kind of treatment? Well, I think Lady Gaga might have mm-hmm. been able to exit through the back I'm sure, of the airport. I'm sure Pink would have. Pink, Australia loves Pink. Well, we we want Pink to exit the back. She's in quarantine at the moment, isn't she? Really sick. I don't want her coming through, coughing all over my bags. Yeah, she did a show last night. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that like, like the fact that I fucking went, but but she did do a show last night. She's better now. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's pink, good to know. As long yeah, as she's better. Sorry, pink news without notice. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with Andrew Gaff getting eight weeks. Question without notice: Has Andrew Gaff played his last game for West Coast? Uh, who's after him? Uh, believe I believe North Melbourne have some sort of war chest. Then no, he has not. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and I think St Kilda as well was the then, other. Then no, he has not. Then St Kilda also into Dan Hanbury. Did you read that? Did yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, they seemed that people saying it was a, a very large deal. A very large deal. He's contracted to the Swans till like twenty twenty one, and they'd have to pay him quite heavily, which, you know, is completely understandable. I mean, the guy's been barely able to run this year, so why wouldn't you get him? Well, that's the thing. Like, he, um, yeah, I suppose he's uh, not that uh, fancy attraction to many other clubs by the fact he hasn't been out in the park that much this year. Yeah, it's an odd one. I, I find it really interesting that people going with Andrew Gaff going, oh, he's going to have to pay the club back now. You're like, oh, fuck that. If I'm out of contract, I'm not hanging around for two more years just because I smashed some bloke at the end of my career here. Hey, why don't we look at the ladder, Adam? Alrighty, Tigers on top, clear, they're home, home first final, that's just going to happen, fantastic effort from Jack Rewalt, kicking 10 goals, he's 10 back goals, in front mate. of the Coleman medal. Yeah, and he, um, uh, they, they tied up your team, the Suns, uh, mm. at Metricon, Eagles second, so they've been top two for the pretty much most of the year these two, haven't they? They've been the front but runners. They have, and you would assume, uh, I would think that the Eagles... Although they've got Melbourne next, so that that would be huge. I think that is over there. Mm-hmm. Um, just checking that. Yeah, next Sunday. That's a massive game, Eagles versus Demons. But I would think, I mean, they're going to finish top four, but I would think they'll get a home final first. Yeah, you'd figure, yeah. Giants are coming in at 13 and a half games. They've won five in a row. Pretty much the fallen team at the minute. They're flying, aren't they? They're going really well at the moment. The, the Giants, my team, uh, is travelling along quite well. But they have lost Heath Shaw, and it looks like it's going to be for the rest of the season. So that is a huge out because you can't afford to lose your running backman, Michael, because you know what it's all about in this in this day and age. It's about metres gained. But they also have like I mean a whole bunch of people already out 
mean, you look at the top two. Well, I mean, looking at Nick Nat and Gaff and, you know, Kennedy's and like, like, yeah, geesh, Richmond's kind of gone through pretty good in terms of no injuries. And then you look you at know, the rest of the eight. I think it's over the last two years. Richmond have lost uh, Trent Cochin, Dustin Martin. I think maybe there are a couple other big, Rewalt and maybe one other gun. Uh, maybe Rance and it might be uh, Grimes for a total of like about eight games between them all. Wow. That's so they, they are flying. And that, yeah. that's just, it's all about bloody getting players on the bloody park, mate. Having You've an, always said that. Having an even ground. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? They train on a very flat ground. So I still think the Giants will finish top four. Yep. But the way it's tracking at the moment, they'll be heading over to West Coast uh, for their first final. But they've got the Swans next week. So... Another huge, huge game. Eight shapers happening everywhere. Yeah, they talk about it being the 15th derby too. So I'm trying to think. If they came in in 2012, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. No way. And they played, they played a final, don't forget. Ah, that. there we go. Of course, yeah. Out at ANZ Stadium, which GWS won. Yeah, of course. I think, like you said, like one year they didn't play twice. They're like, why well, would not they play twice? Yeah, I yeah, know. You've got to have the, the Battle final. of the Bridge twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah where the Giants um, came them. Yeah. Yes. Hey, yes, uh, they, I'll let you sure talk did. about number four, Adam, if you want. Talk about number four. Do you want to talk about number four? So you know who should have been uh, fourth today was Melbourne. Melbourne mm. should have been fourth. Everyone expected them to beat the uh, Sydney Swans. They did not. And so Melbourne is seventh, and they, they should have been fourth. But do you want to talk about who's fourth at the minute? Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawthorne are fourth. Ah, shit. Yeah. We're a happy team. Jager! We're fourth. We're not a top four team. No, you're definitely not. No, I'll declare that now. We may not be. We've got Saints and Swans in the final round. Um, You'll finish top four. But we're not a top four team. But I will take top four like a motherfucker. And I will fucking... I'll fucking take Richmond and then prelim. We'll get in the prelim and then. <laughs> no, it's it's good that it's good that Hawthorne are back. You know, it's been too long. I think I think I can talk for all football fans. Oh, mate, the dark days of you know April, twenty seventeen. Oh, you got fucking Ryan Showmakers running around in a winning team. This just isn't right. Yeah, no, I, we'll find out what happens the next few weeks. But yeah, but we're definitely not top four. But also, I think I think it's the kind of thing where the Eagles and Richmond have kind of gone away, and then I think the rest of the other teams are just kind of competing for various spots. And also, the tightness means that you know one game means that you're eighth one day and then you're you're fourth the next day. So yeah, I I do agree. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. It was a great game yesterday. Once again, Geelong let someone get away. And then tried to reel them in and couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're currently. Um, oh, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah. After so Hawks top four. Well done, Michael. I'm I'm really proud of you guys. I think you've uh, no. You, you stood I'm up. Sure, thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't be over couldn't the be moon. F- fucking happy if you um, can't. Uh, Collingwood. <laughs> uh, so Collingwood are doing quite well, and a little bit of little bit of great news for uh, for Collingwood, or maybe it's not great news for Collingwood fans. You guys decide. So Darcy Moore, conjecture as to whether or not he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Can I give you one guess as to who Darcy Moore's manager might be, Mark? Oh, shit. It was our old friend. Our old friend, our old pal. Oh, yeah. Liam Pickering. Pickers. It. And, as is Collingwood fans, Liam Pickering is confident he will stay. No way. We'll put it down. Lock it in. 100%. Yep. Darcy yep. Moore will stay yep. at Collingwood. And then... 
play for another team next year. Okay? That's yes, right? absolutely. Yes. There's nothing surer than Darcy Moore to the Swans because Liam Pickering, Liam Pickering, confident he's going to stay. Absolutely so nothing confident. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because so the thing be- is, I mean, and the thing is, so like, like, I mean, I mean, again, he's kind of confident, but at the same time, like, mm. he doesn't really know. Like he, well, he hasn't has, spoken to him. Yeah, yeah. He has no dealings with him no, during no, no. the day to day. And also, <laughs> like I imagine if you're like a head of a management company and uh people say, Hey, how about this really important client that you know yeah. we've got a lot of money on and you go, oh, no, no, Well no no, 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 no. It's a, it's a hands off approach that I take <laughs> and I I talk to them purely purely from October to February. I don't talk yeah. to them between then. I have no idea about their contract deal. Yeah, but Liam, like, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, you know, $700,000 deal. Like, that's a big money for us. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to waste um, money on my mobile bill. Uh, yeah. I don't want to call him. Uh-uh. I just want let to him, let him focus on football. Yeah. Hey, Liam, uh, Sydney Swans are on the line. Have I got a client with him? No, no, no. That's, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. He's staying at Collingwood, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what I should tell us once? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, he's, I'm confident he's going to stay at Collingwood. Very confident. Very confident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was, a, it was a solid win by the, uh, by the Pies. Now, they have a huge game next week with a, a flailing... Port Adelaide, who are currently sitting eighth. I know we're jumping the Swans and the Demons here. Yep. We'll get to those guys in a sec. But Port Adelaide, I was doing a gig last night. So I was watching the end of the uh, Port West Coast game. And Robbie Gray had a shot for goal. It put them eight points up. There was about a minute 20 to go. And I looked at it. And I had to go to the gig in the city. I need to catch a tram. And I was like, not even, not even Port Adelaide can lose from here. Mm-hmm. So I walk up to the tram stop. I wait like a minute there. I get on the tram. I check Twitter, and it says, not again. And I was like, oh, this must be a fucking joke. There's no way they could have lost from here. Yeah. And again, they fucking choked. Huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting that like, two times in a row, like you've done that, all in that reaction. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they're, I mean, basically, you would say they're cooked. They've lost Paddy Ryder, and they've lost Charlie Dixon. At, yeah. Like, Dixon for the season, Ryder for at least next week. Mm. Um. Are they gone? Michael, question. Uh, well, I mean, the people who can take them out of the eight are North, Essendon, and Geelong. Yep. But they, one of them will have to win two games. Port will have to drop one. So they, well, do, they do, do have a one-game gap. Geelong have Frio and... Yeah, I think I've got and the Gold yeah. And the Gold Coast in the last round. So Geelong are going to win the next two, you would assume. They're not going to lose to Frio. And it's down at... Uh, uh, let me just check. I think both are at Skilled. Yeah, excuse me? At uh, GBH, GBH Stadium. Yeah, at Grievous Bodily Harm. So yeah. you would think Geelong, at the very least, will end up on 52 points. Port Adelaide, they just need to they need to win the next couple. Oh, the ladder predictor. Oh, well, get the ladder, ladder it's predictor. It's going to be a lot there. of fun. Yeah, so Port, what, what do they do? What do you do when you're, when you're that? What do you say to them in their psyche? Like, they know that even a minute 30 when they're two, goal, you know, two scores up, that they're not going to fucking win it, mate. What do you say, Michael, as a coach? You walk in there, next time, you're 90, 90 seconds to go, you're eight points up. What do you say to him, Michael? I would say, hit the boundary. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that repeatedly. Hit the yeah, boundary. Right All right, so umpires paid deliberate four times in a row. Hit They've the kicked the goal. boundary again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, Swans on 52 points, 13 wins. Yeah, so they beat the seventh-placed uh, Melbourne. So Melbourne had a chance to go into the top four today. Lost to the Swans. Incredible. The Swans are 8-2 and two outside of the SCG this year. No way. Fuck way. 
But and then, uh, and then sad Melbourne, note. I mean, I mean, look at it. You know, Melbourne had the they're they're in the in the same spot as Port by the fact that they have actually a much better percentage. Yes. Um, but they could be that team that might, if they do lose the next two, I'm just looking at who they've got coming up. But remember last year, all you know, watching watching uh, with our, our hearts pounding as Melbourne missed out in the finals by you know a few goals. So they've got Perth next year, uh, next week, and then they've got the oh, dude, they've got the Giants. Wow. Oh, it could come down to that final game against the Giants at the MCG on the Sunday afternoon. It that really is going to be massive. Oh, dude. That is it's going to be huge. Oh, man. That's unbelievable. Uh, and then Port uh, rounding out the eight. Um, yeah, so with Geelong, North and Essendon kind of knocking on the door. So North Melbourne did themselves no favour today. They had eight goals to one scored against them in the third quarter against the Doggies. They were they were flying, North Melbourne. They yeah. were so far home. Yeah. And then they... they Turned it over yeah, and just basically, up. yeah, they blew it. Mm. They fucking blew it. So the Cats, you'd assume, would win the next two. Can we just go back to Sydney quickly? Yeah, sure. Alec, Alex Johnson oh, dude. did his knee again. Dude. So what is that? What number is that now? I think they talk about it being number six, and I think Tom Harley was saying. I oh, think... okay. That's all right. Because um, it's your seventh that's the, the career ender. Six is fine. A bad one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Talk- no, six is okay. It's you, you don't want seven. I've always said that. Don't don't get seven knee recos. I think it was Tom Harley said. I think the quarter time huddle and that it was actually the good knee, which is fucking horrible. So hang on. When you say the good knee, does that mean he's had like four and two or five and one? Well, no. From what Tom Harley said, it was like a knee that hadn't been damaged before. You're fucking kidding. He's had five on one leg. From what I can gather, hey, I take the word of Tom Harley, man. It caught Tom Hartle talking to Daisy Pierce. Like, he said it was like the knee that hadn't been hurt before. And there was a fucking heartbreaking picture of um his mum down at the boundary line, like where the the interchange bench and Alex is there kind of with heads in the hand. And uh, it was awful. It was all awful. Hang on, has she got has she got ground accreditation? Well, I mean, no, I don't want to. Like, no, she wasn't on the ground. She was like in the oh. crowd and kind of like looking at her son. So was she in the MCC? Because you need to be in the MCC to be around. I'm just asking, does Mrs. Johnson have the right to be in that part of the ground? Like, I, you know I'm a stickler for rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, for sure, yeah. No, no, she no. Have a she collar, she have a collar know, on? She, yeah, she got escorted out. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's oh, fine. good. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. It was a double whammy for the Johnson family. <laughs> she got, no, she got taken home in a van. <laughs> yeah, <fun>. sweet. <laughs> so she should. Fuck, there's no reason to just wander down <laughs> to the MCC boundary. That's disgusting. But no, that was uh, that was awful. That's the uh, end of football uh, for the week. Pretty much, we got we are three zero and now about three goals up against Carlton. Ah, uh, what? That's fucking disappointing. The uh, Blues have stopped. Where are we at? That's We're fucking. It's very disappointing. near the end of the hey. third. Hey, what are your thoughts on the new uh, Nab Kids ad? Uh, I'm I'm not a fan. Therefore, I've doxxed a few of the kids. Um, Excellent. Yeah, got on, got online pretty much. No, they're cool, man. They're really cute. Um, I don't take, think they are. They're, ta- they they're are taking cool. a bit of a different tack this year. This year, and I don't reckon it works. I reckon it just like I loved the last year's ones. I thought they were great fun. Yeah. I thought the uh, the vision of a a, a young um, uh, Jake Carlisle sending a Snapchat to his mates. <laughs> I thought I thought that was adorable. Yeah. I, lo- I love that one. You know, I thought the one of a young uh, a Dane Swan uh, in a video. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, you know, just little, <laughs> just little things like that. I thought that's just what we needed to oh, see. God, I'd forgotten about that video. Fuck. No, oh, the footy, yeah. the footy media does move very quickly, Adam. 
<laughs> it certainly does. So this year they've got like a kid done up, say they've got a Dyson Heppel. Yeah. And he's on the field as the kid, but he's not against kids. He's, they've put him into, you know, a, a, a proper AFL game. But that's where I just think it looks a little bit like shit green screen to me. It just doesn't look like, I know they're not there, but it doesn't look like they are there. They uh, they have Heppel, they have Ben Brown, mm. they have Cochin. Trent Cochin, yeah. And they have Charlie Cameron. You know what, though? They, they, you can tell they've rapidly run out of really easily identifiable players. Yeah, sure, sure. I know what you mean. Because th- Charlie Cameron, like, I reckon if you didn't know football, you wouldn't go Charlie Cameron. I think it helps that they have the commentary on the thing, and I think maybe maybe that might be a reason why they did it, by the fact they go, Cameron! Um, but I reckon that, yes, uh, I was talking about this uh, with a few dudes on another pod the other day. I betrayed you, Adam. But I think it's that kind of thing where maybe they've run out of those instantly recognisable people. Yeah, so it sounds like like if you had a little Andrew Gaff punching a little ha- uh, Andrew Brayshaw. We could all relate to that. Yeah, exactly, out on the wing. How adorable. And he's got, like, instead of blood coming out, he's got red cordial dripping from his face. Yeah. No, we could all love that. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, that's a heartwarming tale that we could get behind. So do you think now, because they are running out of these players, what do they do for the next ones? Do we have to go back to the olden days? Ah, that's a good point, because I think they had you know, a Malcolm Blight last year or the year before. Did they? They did have Malcolm Blight. Um, oh, so maybe, that's right. They did too. Maybe do go to Legends. And then also, fuck, the doors are open there. You can have anything you want, hey. Big plugger? That's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, have a plugger. Um, you could have a... You know, Lee Matthews. Lee Matthews have, running past a little redhead, smashing him in the face. Oh, dude, you could go through everything, couldn't you? That'd be amazing. Like uh, you have a little tubby Wayne Harms running after the ball, knocking it back in. But I do think, because I was talking this on this pod the other day, I was talking about like, um, uh, so I was like, you know, Tom Mitchell, okay, might win the Brownlow this year. But it's like, how do you represent Tom Mitchell so that everybody instantly gets him? Like, you can't, you really, oh. you can't really do that. Well, you just have a kid getting a lot of possessions that do fuck all and don't help the team that much. That's pretty easy. That no one rates. They just go, they go I'll let Tom Mitchell get it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt us as the opposition. We're more worried about the outside run like Isaac Smith. Tom yeah, Mitchell sure. gets 45, but he does that in a loss. It's not damaging. So that's how you show that one. Um, who would you have for Carlton? Who would be like the... I think they have got a Charlie Kernow kid. I saw an, like a, a still photo of Oh, a okay. Of so we've got more coming. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. Yeah. And I think also they might have, like, say, a Sam Carriage just uh, kicking a ball into the crowd for no reason. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Because he's a fucking hack. That's awesome. Just Brendan Bolton kind of packing his stuff up and leaving the club. <laughs> well, how would you mini, get a little mini, Brendan Bolton? <laughs> just by himself. <laughs> Bolts, you here. <laughs> now, I know you're excited about uh, draft day. is going to be done over two days this year. How fucking great is that? Oh, mate, I mean, it's my appointment viewing every year. Uh, mm. Nothing I love more than people reading out numbers. Um, but they're going to do it. It's at, it's in Victoria this year. It's at Etihad, right? Yes, so we can go. Well, we could go. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, the dream is like for it to be like the NFL, where yes. the um, CEO, the Roger, Roger Goodell, is that right? Roger Goodell, yep. Roger yep. Goodell will walk out about 10 times during the night, and he'll get booed out of the fucking building. <laughs> Like, that's what you want. Like, there are just yeah. mad people there. So that's what you want. You want Gil showing up to the microphone every single time if people just booing their life out. And but, do they do it in reverse order? Like, do Because I know in the uh, NFL, there's kind of a bit of conjecture as to who might go pick number one. But if it's in the AFL and you start counting backwards from 10, then by the time you get to one, you go, 
But there's only one person left. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, sure. So do they start at one and then just drift out to ten? Because uh, the, sorry, the way that they're going to do it is have the top ten done on one day and then the rest of the draft done the next day. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Now, do do we sleep over? Well, we can. I mean, they talk about also under consideration for the event, which has been extended for two days for the first time, mm. is to have the main presentation happen on the Oval itself with clubs Whoa. using corporate boxes in the grandstands as their own individual war rooms. Oh, so is that for the live trading the next day? Well, yeah, because of the live trading and uh, what is it, like future picks, I suppose, involved in that as well? Yeah, so you can trade up. So I think the deal is there if, say... Say I'm Carlton and I don't have pick five, but we see that Michael Chamberlain is still available at pick five and we want him. We can go to another club and say, hey, can we give you picks uh, 24 and 26 mm-hmm. and you give us pick five? And they're like, yes, okay, I will do that. Yeah, sure. So you can, tr- you can trade up to a pick you don't have on the day. Gotcha. Now, what makes you think that I would ever dream of going to fucking Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my manager, my manager life. Liam Pickering... Uh-huh. <laughs> He's uh, very on top of this. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's that's the live trading element that they want on the day. So I think they're trying to bring in some sort of, you know, excitement into the draft. But if you say that they're in the corporate areas, you know mm. where they uh, should have them all is in the in the medallion club. Yeah, sure, sure. Have a few few froths. Uh, <laughs> Get that bloke back. Know, yeah, have a couple of, couple of cheekies in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> come back out. You go, what do you mean you won't give us pick five? <laughs> Fucking wooshka. <laughs> it's on. Now, I would watch that. If there's a punch on on draft day, then I'm involved. Well, I'm sure there has been before. But, yeah, yeah, they have the clubs all around the, um, all around the arena and then have players yeah. coming out on the ground when they've been picked up. But there's also that thing of um, draft, the draft pick day when they reveal the players where you, it's difficult to get excited about them by the fact you don't know them. And then also you're looking at a future champion, aren't you? Like you're there going... Mm, you might be great, but I like yeah. it's you know if they picked like a regular player like who I actually knew was good, you go yeah I've got him I've got him, but you're kind of looking at a eighteen year old going yeah I might really like you in about five years time. Yes, yeah, and I, I may have watched your highlights on the AFL website because I'm sad and lonely and yeah. I have nothing to do on my Sunday nights. But sure. but you're dominating against you know children, and I want to see how you're going to go against the men. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say to them. I go, how will you go against the men? And you're like, can you get out of our fucking house, mate? Hey, uh, do you reckon uh, the Bombers want to play against uh, Carlton on a big, a Good Friday Eve next season? Another Are we on the Good Friday Eve? Another blockbuster, yeah. So we've got Good Friday now, and then mm. the Essendon Football Club want to play against Carlton on a blockbuster Good Friday Eve uh, in a time slot they believe will add another dimension to one of the competition's greatest rivalries. Now, I can speak as a football supporter. If you give Carlton a fucking blockbuster match again, I'll fucking a bomb AFL house. I should not, have, a, I should not have said that. I will, not, <laughs> I will not do that. I will not do that. I take that back. No, that everyone, you heard that threat. So you fucking get ASIO. to open the fucking season. You also get a fucking cheeky little Thursday night primo match in about round three as well. Excuse me, you guys are playing on Easter Monday that weekend. Why do you get that? Why do you get that blockbuster? How have you? What have you done over the last? De- What's Hawthorne okay. and Geelong done over the last, you know, twenty matches? Yes. <laughs> they offered to tie the event into the launching of the traditional Good Friday appeal. So I suppose maybe after Carlton lose on that Thursday by about fifteen goals, then you wait about an hour or two, and then they go, "Good day, welcome to the Good Friday appeal." Well, you know what it does is it makes you know what it, you know what it actually does. All those kids in the hospital watch that game and they go, 
Things could be worse. Thank fuck we're not Carlton. (laughs) So I think it's a really heartening (laughs) thing. For you get all the kids around, they watch it and they're like, "Woo, boy, Jesus!" That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, I I, I feel like I felt like I was in a bad way, but yeah, exactly. At least I'm not the Carlton Football Club. (laughs) Exactly, and so that I think I'm feeling better already. Exactly, Michael. It's a panacea. (laughs) It's what those kids need. Said uh, from Xavier Campbell, the clubs have pushed hard to make the game a great event. Mm. Well, one will. And uh, they... uh, 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 Carl- <laughs> Carlton beat Essendon this year, mate. We fucking derailed their season, if you don't mind. We're the reason they're not going to play finals, if you can believe that. I love a little kicker line here from The Age. Okay, it's an Age article. Just in the final paragraph, one of the par- final paragraphs said, Essendon have not won a final since 2004, while Carlton are languishing at the bottom of the ladder. So they kind of give us all this information about, you know, what it could be like. But then, like, oh, by the way, just want to insert a little, <laughs> a little jab, a little jab. Yeah. See, and Carlton's won a final since then. So, you know, who's the better team, mate? Hey, uh, Zane Cordy. Mm. Uh, oh, actually, they talk about um, people talking about Cyril coming out of retirement. Why? His manager revealing four clubs have been in contact regarding the former player's future. So I think what they want to do is use him in a Luke Hodge type role and to have yeah. him around, uh, like, you know, to a uh, side uh, towards the bottom of the ladder so he can teach um, younger players how to, like, uh, chicken wing. Chicken wing, yeah. How to, how, to, <laughs> how to do their hamstrings often and really cost their team for long periods of time. <laughs> you know... How to just not be in the side. How to be a dirty little cheat. Which I suppose is good. You need, to, you need to teach your young players. Yeah, they talked about... There was rumours circulating Wednesday night that Luke Hodge was trying to get Riola to Brisbane. Uh, Hodge tweeted later on, first I've heard of it. But I suppose he'd be not doing your due diligence, Adam, if you didn't try to have a crack at him at some stage. Well, he's only 29 years old. He, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. Have, he wouldn't have had the time to balloon out yet. So you could get him. I mean... Was Stuart Jew out for a whole year and then brought back, or had he retired and then? I think came... he. I've got a feeling he was actually out for just the preseason. So he went to. So... A, uh, my my memory is that he went to America with um, his partner at the time, who's an actress, and then um, uh, she went. Look, Stu, I'm not saying that you've <laughs> you've let yourself go, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not into this. I'm going to go and go out with Russell Brand. Um, so, and so you think so that he played? Back. He played in 2007 for Port. Yeah, well, he would have played in the said um, 07 he, Grand Final. Said he retired, and then just went away. You know, uh, got on the on the on the ribs and the and the burgers and stuff in, and then got picked up in that in that preseason dra- trade draft thing in December. I reckon, yeah. Okay. Fuck, um, he really. Uh, I mean, he went really? for it, didn't he? Like, he kind of did that really oh, quickly. Like, oh, he, he went, oh, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, like, he left Everybody. the behind. Like, he, yeah. he really just went for it straight away. Like, I, I think I think actually, actually would, would be quite difficult to put on that march that quickly. Yeah, I know. I know. He's gone. He must have gone to the southern U.S. and just gone, I want all of it. All of the ribs. All of every, everything. Just, yes, more sauce. Yes. I need more, more fries. Yes, everything, mate. Oh, no, actually, Adam, I'm looking up here, the team, the Port Adelaide team in 07, no Stewie Jew. Okay, we've got to delve deeper into this. We've got to find out when Stewie Jew uh, yes, retired. Yes, so I, I have a feeling that he had a good 12 months at it before Clarko went, I think he would be good for this team. I'm leaning towards you being right, yeah, end of 06, he announced okay. retirement. So he had a year, a year. 
a year to do that. A year okay. off, yeah. Well, uh, considering uh, the way he's, he's ballooned out a little bit now, I think Hawthorne have actually done well to um, to get him in the state they got him in. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, can I um, check out um, Zane Cordy? Has a yeah, did he, a, get a, did he get a boot to the face or something? It's a bit of a nasty injury. It's a fractured forehead. Um, the damage isn't as bad as it could be, but he got taken off. We had blood rule. Got a big cut on the forehead. And yep. I just find it kind of funny, interesting quote here from Luke Beveridge. says, it's got a little fracture, fracture in the forehead. It's a bit of bad luck. I think the big fella Brown Dank came down, down on him during the marking contest. Um, oh, so he like stomped his head as, like uh, Cordy was on his back and then Brown has sort of landed on his on his head. Well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I'm just looking at the quote here from Beveridge though. He said, obviously if it was too depressed, it'd be seriously concerning. So a bit of a crack, but nothing bad. Not like a Jason Dunstall kind of fracture where it like ballooned out. Now he's sunk in, remember? Jason Dunstall's like, he had a dint in his forehead. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, it was horrible. But then I found this one. I just want to find this quote here, right here. Sorry, I'm waiting for a little bit, looking at it. Um, from Beveridge, you can play with a fractured cheekbone. Hmm. I suppose with the brain being right behind your forehead, <laughs> I'd hazard a guess he mightn't be available next week. It's like, what the fuck? No, he should not be available for the rest of the year. <laughs> His brain's right behind the forehead. Yeah, but your brain's always right behind the forehead. <laughs> It's so casual. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I think with your brain being behind your forehead. <laughs> yeah, you might miss next week. Nah, no, no. Yeah. I, will, I will barricade myself down at the Bulldogs. He needs to miss next week. No, he's going to be out for round 22 with brain. <laughs> how do you, if you have got a dent there, how do they pop that back out? Do they get like a suction cup oh, thing and man. like pull it out? Or are they going through man. the fontanelle and just like pop it forward? Who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've run out of tails, man. Yeah, I I have a football in real life. Oh, yeah, life. football in real life. I saw Jaeger O'Meara. Oh, Jaeger! Yeah, I was at a cafe in uh, Cremorne, which is uh, sort of Richmond, but wankier. And I was having brekkie, and he was outside. I saw him at this last split second. Just his, his dazzling, handsome looks caught my eye. Yeah, for sure. So hot. And he he was taking a coffee cup off the top of his car and getting into the car, and that was the last I saw him. It was oh. very... It's very brief, Michael, but it was uh, it was good. Did he do it beautifully? Did he do it with great skill? Yeah, there was a little bit of a twirl there. His knees looked solid. He yeah, got sure. into the car without any injuries. Was, uh, he, was, he, was he shirtless well. and wearing a bow tie? <laughs> I just yeah. picture that's what Jaeger does. Yeah, no, he's, he's very handsome. Very handsome. Hey, uh, don't forget our live show, September 2, day after my birthday. We're going to have Bob Murphy, we're going to have Andy Lee. And also yes. tickets, trybooking.com. And also the uh, new stubby holders, Be Without Notice, and I'm Doing Very Well, available at Adam. Uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. Get your orders in. I will start getting them out this week. And, uh, yeah, thanks to you to everyone who bought them so far. But get in quick. And they will be they will be available at the live show. Have been asked that on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, they will sure. be definitely available. We're going to hit the road. Go, top four hooks. Go, Giants.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.